We're going to start a brand new series today that we're very, very excited about called The Gift. The Gift. And uh, we're going to get right into it today. And so every week we're going to be building on some messages uh, throughout this series. So uh, get with me and let's go. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 is our text. Let's read it together. In him we have redemption through his blood. And say this sentence real loud and strong with me. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. How many is glad Jesus said, where sin does abound, my grace does much more abound. So how many is glad God has more grace than we have sin? Amen. Amen. And so I want to talk to you today about the first gift that we want to go through this month, and it's called the gift of a second chance. How many is glad you serve a God of a second chance? How many is glad you're not having to live the rest of your life on the decisions you made in the beginning of life? Amen. And I want to talk to you today about this thing called self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. The word forgiveness means to grant pardon, to give up all claim on account of a debt. It means to cease to feel resentment against an offender. Watch this very powerful video. Harry Ridgway sat there stone-faced as victims' relatives damned him and mocked him. He's an animal. I wish for him to have a long, suffering, cruel death. He's gonna go to hell and that's where he belongs. But then the emotionless facade finally cracked when the father of one of his victims morning, appeared to surprise him with a dose of human kindness. Mr. Ridgway, um, there are people here that hate you. I'm not one of them. You've, you've made it difficult to live up to what I believe, and that is what God says to do, and that's to forgive. You are forgiven, sir. He killed 48 women. That was their family. What Jesus did is exactly what that gentleman just did. And I want to talk to you today because we often refer to forgiveness as either us forgiving someone or someone forgiving us. But we miss the most important aspect of forgiveness, and that's learning to forgive ourselves. Because you will never be able to forgive someone else's offense towards you until you first forgive yourself of your own offense toward yourself. The judge had all authority to decide and determine what was going to happen to this gentleman as a result of his actions outwardly. Everybody watch me for a second. Only the victim could free him inwardly. And I want to talk to you about this today because God is both our judge and our defender. The song we just sang reminded us. And I want to talk to you today because many of you are seeking the forgiveness of other people that will change your outward manifestations of life, but yet you only have the authority to forgive yourself inwardly. And, and here's what I want us to get today. We are both the perpetrator and the victim of ourself. We often create and make decisions. How many besides me have made decisions in life you wish you had not made and you feel like you're paying the consequences today over decisions that were made years ago? 
And what I want you to help you understand today is that many of us today, the greatest battle and the greatest gift that you and I can receive today is self-forgiveness and enter into God's second chance in your life. Now, let me make very clear here, and if you've been under our ministry for long at all, you've heard me say this many times, God does not have a plan B for you. Nowhere in Scripture does God talk about plan B. God always refers back to his original plan. The Jewish people wondered for 40 years, wondered and wondered and wondered, but when they ultimately came to God's blessing, it was right back to where he originally had planned for them to be. And I want to say this to you today. When we talk about the gift of a second chance, God is not saying, yeah, you blew it, you made bad decisions, your marriage is in trouble, your marriage is suffering because of your decisions, your finances, your health, your business, every area of your life. It's not going where you want it to go because of the decisions that you made. How many knows our decisions have a direct effect on where we are today, but they do not have to control where we're going tomorrow? And God wants you to know that his ultimate plan for your life is still plan A. And so when he says, I'm a God of a second chance, it's not a second chance to go to some alternative plan that you messed up. God's second chance is to bring you back to his original purpose and plan for your life. That's God's ultimate plan. And many of you today, you've made choices of drugs and alcohol. You've made choices of of relationships that were bad and destructive. You've made financial choices that have haunted you and caused heartache and pain for years. and, And all of these things, and you forgive others, but you've never forgiven yourself. Thus, you are the, you're the guy that attacked, and you're the victim of the attack. Perpetrator. I did it. People have already been running and asking because the last time I brought a gift that was gift wrap, it had $100 bills in it, and I stuck it back there in the back and never said a word about it. And on the inside, I had a note that said, blessings to you that this money is a gift to whoever opens it first. And nobody did, so I took my $100 bill home. After I announced that, every time I bring a gift to this church, everybody's running up going, I want it, I want it. And about 20 people's asked me for this one today. There's something way more valuable inside this gift today than a $100 bill. It's called a gift of a second chance. Anybody want one? I want to talk to you today about that gift. Let's go together, all right? And so you've got to come and understand that others have an effect on your outward condition, but only you can forgive yourself and release yourself from your past failures and disappointments. You have victimized yourself through guilt and shame, regret, Thus, you must free yourself from the past in order to enter God's gift of a second chance for you today. Expressing forgiveness demands the personal experience of receiving it first. Can I say that again? Expressing, you will never, Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Can I say this to you today? You will never be able to forgive others any place beyond what you have not already forgiven yourself. You can't do it. It's impossible. The manifestations of addiction, anger, violence, insecurity, all that we see, the hostility and the evil around our society today are all signs of outward manifestations of lives that have never accepted God's forgiveness or accepted the gift of a second chance in their life. 
Don't we see that all around us today? Hostility and anger and addictions and violence and all of these things that we see in society today, they are all simply outward manifestations of lives that have yet to learn to forgive themselves. And until you learn to forgive yourself, listen, Jesus can forgive you, but until you forgive yourself, there's little God can do for you. And I'm going to explain that to you through this message. That's why so many Christians sit in church just as bound as they were in the world. They're not doing the outward manifestations, but they're bound by the memories of their mistakes. And I want to help you today release those. In Matthew 18, 21 and 22, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus responded back, no, I'll tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. It doesn't end. Can I tell you today, you need to learn how to forgive yourself as much as you're trying to forgive others. And you've got to come today and realize that that self-forgiveness is the door to God's second chance in minding your life. And so before we consider forgiving others today, I want to talk about how to accept or what about the gift of self-forgiveness? First of all, I want to talk to you about this thing called unforgiveness. And when I talk about this, I want you to receive it as far as referring to you and me referring to me. Number one, unforgiveness is subtle. It's subtle, sneaky. Sneaky. It crawls into your spirit so gently, so innocently that you don't even recognize it until it owns you. You say you've forgiven yourself, but as soon as a crisis hits, you're pulling up every sin, every failure, every disappointment, every mistake that you've made. Am I right about it? Anybody besides me got some stuff in your past you wish was not there? And it haunts you, and you say you've forgiven yourself. You say, I've let it go, but then let a crisis happen. Let a financial crisis happen and how many, the enemy takes you right back to that bad decision you made financially 20 years ago and says you wouldn't be where you are today if you had not. How about relationship wise, you wouldn't be where you are today if you had not. How about addiction-wise? You, you wouldn't be where you are today if you hadn't gone over there and started using and you've, get, you've lost everything. You'll never be where you would be. You never have what you could have had because of, am I right about it? That, that the enemy wants to come and unforgiveness is subtle. That every time you start to move into God's second chance in your life, guess what the enemy does? He comes in very sneaky to just start reminding you of every reason why you're not worth God's blessing in your life. Every reason you're disqualified, every reason that you don't earn, every reason he's going to remind you of every mistake that you made, that's his plan. His own name, Satan, means sly, crafty, shrewd, clever, sneaky, and he's good at all the above. And he'll come, and every time you try to move into the gift that God's got for you, Satan wants to come and remind you of the mistakes that you made that disqualify you having the right to that gift. And can I tell you today, old things are passed away. All things have become new. I am a brand new person in Christ Jesus. And that means today, everything God has for you in the beginning, he still has available for you today. So you've got to understand that. Number two, unforgiveness is common. We all face this battle from time to time. Self-guilt and remorse will always lead to self-condemnation. 
It is there we convince ourselves that we're not worth God giving us a second chance. And what happens is we learn how to cope through our failure and our misery versus learning to move into God's ultimate blessing and favor upon our life. God didn't call you to cope. He called you to be free. And we've got to understand that this thing called unforgiveness, refusing to forgive ourselves, is a common thing. And that's why we have so many people in so much distress, even within the church today, is because self-forgiveness is a very rare thing, is that we're better at releasing other people than we are releasing ourselves. And God wants you to know today, whatever you've got in your past, whatever you did wrong, Wherever you failed, how many knows when you really fail in some area of your life, it's like the enemy makes you feel like the worst person in the world? Like, what a dog I am. Seriously. And that's why the enemy wants to come and make you feel so isolated out here that I'm the only one that's messed up this bad. No, join the family. Because we all have. But that's the job of the enemy is to rob us. And God wants you to know today whatever he's forgiven you of, let it go. Whatever you've asked him to forgive you of, let it go. And realize that the enemy is working his job very, very well. And you need to start looking in that mirror and telling yourself, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored of the Lord. God's got purpose and destiny for my life. Yes, I messed up. Yes, I made some mistakes. Yes, I made some bad decisions. Yes, I've had to deal with the consequences of that. But God still has an ultimate plan for my life. And I'm not settling for the brass when I can have the gold. I'm not settling for second best when I can have the best. I'm not going to cope with life, when I can flourish in life, I'm making a choice to release myself from the penalty of my sin and the consequences of my sin, and I'm going to walk in the blessings and the favor of God for my life. Got to do it today. Number three, unforgiveness is dangerous. Refusing to forgive yourself is a very dangerous Thing. Refusing to forgive oneself leads to an emotional collapse. Don't we see it? I mean, you, you carry the load of your past, your mistakes long enough, it'll destroy you emotionally. It'll ruin your life. It's dangerous. It causes addictions, bad mistakes, bad decisions. And rather than dealing with them and moving forward, let's just bury them with some alcohol, bury them with some drugs, bury them with some pornography. Let's just bury them with some stuff and hide it away for a while. And, and we deal with all of that. It's a very dangerous things. We see where this, this whole thing called unforgiveness, it, it comes in and it destroys self-worth and value. It causes sexual promiscuity. It creates a lifestyle of no boundaries physically or emotionally. Living in the failures of the past cripples and destroys families, marriages, churches, societies are all being destroyed by people living in this area of their past rather than walking in the blessing of their future. And so we've got to come and understand unforgiveness is self-inflicted prisons. When you refuse to forgive yourself, you are putting your own self in a prison. You're the guard and the inmate. You've got to come and realize that when you refuse to forgive yourself, that you're inducing torture upon your own self emotionally and spiritually. It's like having a ball with a chain wrapped around your neck. And God wants you to know today, he didn't pay the price that he paid through his son Jesus for you to live a life of unforgiveness when he paid such a price to bring forgiveness. 
And if he gave the ultimate price to forgive you, how can you and I not forgive ourselves? Everybody look at me today. The number one cause of people today not living out God's ultimate purpose and plan for their life is not forgiving themselves for bad choices, bad decisions, and mistakes. Number one. And so can I just challenge you today as we get into the meat of this word right now, or can we just be willing to receive the word of God that we're about to give you, and let's make some changes in that area of our life. And so let's go on a little journey. How does God look at forgiveness? We see a story in Matthew. The scripture's there, but it's too much to put on here, so I want to kind of just tell you the story. There's a king, and one day he just decides, you know what, I want to release all the people. I want to release a bunch of people that owe me, and I just want to have a good day, and I'm going to release them. So he calls this guy in that owes him millions of dollars. Millions of dollars this guy owes. And he comes before the king, and, and the king says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you, and I'm going to sell your wife, I'm going to sell your children, and, and we're going to pay back whatever debt that we can. And he's releasing other people, and this guy owes him so much that he goes, you know what, man, you, you've just really messed up bad, and so to get whatever I can get out of you, I'm going to sell you and your family. And the guy begs and pleads the king and says, no, please don't do that. And the king has compassion, and he says, okay, I'm going to put you in the group with the others, and I'm just going to release all of your debt. You owe me nothing. Pretty good day. And the guy's free, and he goes out and finds the guy that owes him hundreds, where he owed millions. And he demands that the guy pay him back, and the guy goes, I can't. And he chokes him, and he has him thrown into prison for not paying back the hundreds when he was just free the millions. And some of his friends saw it, and they went and told the king, and here's the king's response. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Listen to me for a second. You will never forgive anyone else any greater than you're willing to forgive yourself. And many of you are in a mental and spiritual prison today, not because God's not forgiven you, it's because you haven't forgiven yourself. And you are missing God's ultimate purpose and plan for you. Yes, you're alive. Yes, you've got health, but you're not happy. You're not enjoying life. You're not laughing much. You're not having fun in life much. You're coping with life and existing and just surviving. And I know I'm preaching the truth today. When God said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to wake up every morning going, this is the day that God has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to smile. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to mess up hell today. I'm going to be the devil's worst nightmare. I'm going to be Jesus' best friend. I'm going to change somebody's life today. I'm going to bring hope to my office. I'm going to bring hope to my workplace. I'm going to light up my family. This is the day that God has given me. I've got 
got purpose. I've got destiny. I've got reason. I'm in the favor and the blessing of God. God wants every day of your life to be like that. And when you come into a place that you're not willing to forgive yourself, you are living the life of a victim, though you're your own perpetrator. And so you live the life of a victim because you have not done for yourself what you've already asked God to do for you. And that's forgive you. Now, I didn't expect a whole lot of amens today, but it's good preaching anyway. <laughs> and so you will never be able to give a level of forgiveness that you've not accepted from yourself for yourself first. Let me tell you about forgiveness. What is it? Number one, forgiveness brings freedom. You will never be as free. You will only be as free as you are forgiven by yourself. You will only be as free as you are self-forgiven. You will only be as free as you are self-forgiven. Uh, one more time. You will only be as free as you are self-forgiven. No, I don't do drugs anymore, but you're still an addict to the memories of your pain. You don't know how to live without it. You don't know how to live happy because you messed up. You don't know how to be free because you were bound. You, you don't know how. No, until you free yourself from your sins and your mistakes, you are addicted to the memory of the suffering that you think you deserve because of it. So you look for it every day. But forgiveness, y'all didn't know you was getting this heavy, did you? We do an open heart today. Forgiveness brings freedom. Forgiveness brings freedom from both my perpetrator and my judge. The one who hurt me as well as the one who can condemn me. Forgiveness brings freedom from the judge and the perpetrator. And guess what? You're both when it comes to yourself. I'm my own judge and I'm the one that hurt me. And forgiveness frees me from both when I learn to forgive myself. Matthew 18, 27 says, The servant's master looked, took pity on him and canceled his debt and let him go. Forgiveness causes me to stop trying to earn God's blessing and just start living out the gift of the second chance that God has made available to me. Come on, how many besides me has had those times in your life where you just made bad decisions, bad choices, and, and you feel like, man, I'm, I, every day of my life today is living consequences of that, consequences of that, consequences of that. I'm not going where I could be because I did that. I'll never be where I could have been because I did that. And you live that thing out and you've got to come today and realize that God's wanting to give you a clean, clean, clean slate. And he wants you to enter into that gift of a second chance. Not an alternative route, but coming back to his original plan for your life. Freedom to do that. Before the master freed that man, he lived a life terrified. He was bound by the thought that he would spend his entire life indebted to this master working harder than normal every day to try to earn to pay that debt back. And haven't we spent many of our lives like that today? Working double hard to try to repair a marriage that we messed up by a bad decision. Working double hard to try to fix finances that we messed up by a bad choice. Working double hard to try to straighten out a life that we messed up by choices of drugs or alcohol or addictions. 
And we try to spend our whole life being good enough to earn the right to be able to say you're worth it. That you're good enough now. That you've done enough to earn to enter into a life that's fun and enjoyable again. And we spend our whole life in misery trying to become to a place of enjoyment. And we never ever get there until you forgive yourself. So not only did you mess up, but now you make your own life miserable trying to be good enough to fix the mess up until you learn how to forgive yourself. Unforgiveness of self creates the same burden and fear. Jesus has come today to Transformation Church and to tell you, yeah, you know what? We're guilty. Yes, you did wrong. Yes, others have a right to be upset with you just like that man. We've all hurt people. We've all got people that we've deeply wounded. We've got mistakes that we've made. We've caused suffering to our families because of decisions. We brought suffering to our families because of choices. We brought all kind of stuff upon ourselves because of past decisions and, and things that we've done. But Jesus has come to say others, yeah, have a right to be upset with you. And yeah, maybe you even have a right to be upset with yourself. But he wants you to hear it loud and clear just like that man. Listen, that judge had total authority to control that man's outcome outwardly. But only the victim of that man had the ability to change his heart. And though others in a rightful condition were condemning him, one man stood up and said, no, I don't think like the rest, I forgive you, which now gave that man the ability to forgive himself. And can I tell you, there's one voice today that wants to speak loud and clear to you. And he's saying, yeah, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but Jesus wants you to hear this loud and clear today. He forgives you. He forgives you today of any and every mistake and sin that you've made in your life. And now he wants you to understand you can forgive yourself. And you've got to come and grab hold of that if you're going to enter into God's second chance for your life. God's got a special gift for you today, and it's called the gift of a second chance. Number two, forgiveness brings closure. Closure. God wants you to end this thing today of self-condemnation and guilt. Brings closure. How many's heard the old phrase, oh, just learn to forgive and forget? Excuse the bad English, but that ain't going to happen. Try it. Because I've had a lot of people bless me in my life, and I've forgotten some of those blessings, but I can tell you every person that's hurt me deeply. I can tell you details of the hurts in my life because they don't go away. And you know what? The times that I've failed the most are the things that I remember the most. The times that I hurt myself, the times that I hurt my family, the choices that I made weren't good. You got to come today and realize that when you receive the forgiveness of God in your life and then you learn to forgive yourself, only when you forgive yourself will you bring closure to the failures and disappointments in your life. Everybody look at me one more time. They tell me not to ask you to do this, but I'm doing it today. All right, everybody look at me. God cannot forgive what you're not willing to. He can't release you from it. Are you with me? He's done his part. When I say God can't forgive, he's already forgiven. He can't release you from what you hold yourself bound to. And until you release yourself, you're not free. Though you're free from the judge, you're still a slave to yourself. 
And God wants you to come and understand today that he wants you to bring closure. It doesn't mean forget. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget your hurts or your failures or your defeats. They're going to be there. They just don't own you anymore. You own them. Forgetting, the Bible says, those things which are behind. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. And today I want to challenge every one of you today. We've all got junk in the trunk. We've all got stuff that we wish wasn't back there, but it's there and it's not going to go away. It's always going to be there. You've just got to build a wall and say, it doesn't cross that wall anymore. That's where I was. This is where I am. Now I'm entering into the blessing and the favor of God in my life you got to bring closure to that. When my grandson was diagnosed with a brain disease, I got an email from a guy that I considered a very close friend. And he blew me away because he, he told me and he accused me and he said, the condition of your grandson's on you. It's a lack of your faith and the lack of your closeness with God and the lack of you and you and you and you and you and, and your grandson's on you. And though I knew that wasn't true, how many knows what the enemy would throw at me every time we got another bad report? It's on me, and I'd go and pray as hard as I could pray, fast like crazy, and, and do everything in my power to have my grandson until finally I had to accept, you know what, that's a lie of the enemy. That's a lie of the enemy. And I want to say this to some of you today because you're doing the same thing. It's like every time the enemy throws that at you, man, you go try to work hard enough to be a good enough husband, hard enough to be a good enough son, hard enough to please your parents. Hard. You just try double hard to come and, and let that thing go to prove that you're still a good person and God wants you today, cut that out. Stop it. Because you don't need to go earn what he's already provided. That's forgiveness. You just got to learn how to experience it for yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And so what it does is it brings a release to us. It, it brings a closure. In Luke chapter 6, one of my favorite scriptures, watch this. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, you'll not be condemned. Forgive, you'll be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. But don't we always use that scripture? And I know in context it is talking about other people. But let's personalize it today and talk about ourselves. Don't judge yourself. You're not judged. See, in reality, the only one judging most of us in this room today is not the people we offended. They done forgot about you. They're going to sleep tonight. You're not. God's already forgiven you, so let that one go. And so the only judge you really have in your life today is you that haven't let yourself go yet. Don't judge yourself and you'll not be judged. Don't condemn yourself and you'll not be condemned. Forgive yourself and you'll be forgiven. Now when you do those three, go give and it's going to come back to you. Pay it forward. Are you with me today? And here's where the church sits today. We're talking about impacting a society and we can't impact a society of freedom when we live guilty. How do you go offer freedom to someone when you're enslaved? How do we go give hope when we feel hopeless? 
We've got to come today and realize God has already forgiven you. He's forgiven me. Come on, church, let's finally come to a place to go. I don't have to keep living under this burden of paying off a debt of mistakes that I've made in the past. God wants me today to learn to enjoy this journey and to laugh and to have life and to live it out to its fullest and enjoy the purpose and the plan that he has for me. It's God's ultimate plan. Then number three, Forgiveness brings what I just talked about. It's called life. Called life. God didn't do what he did through his son Jesus for you and I to survive, for our marriage to hang on, for us to financially barely make it, for us to maybe be healthy, for us to maybe have impact in society. God, God didn't pay the price that he paid through his son Jesus for us to maybe might could be. He did it so we could. And he came that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And can I tell you, very few people, the Bible says that, that the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, when are we going to see that kingdom come? Because they were looking for an outward kingdom, like an army to come called the kingdom of God. And God looked at them and go, you, you don't even get it. You don't even understand it. My kingdom's not an organization of people. My kingdom is when my people individually understand that there's righteousness, there's peace and joy that thrives inside of them every day. How many Christians do you really know that's living today with righteousness, peace, and joy controlling their life? Very few. You want to know why the number one reason? A lack of forgiving self. We're always trying to be good enough to pay back what we did wrong. When Jesus has already taken care of that, he just needs you to let it go today. Amen. This is good. good, whatever it is. <laughs> Teaching, preaching, yelling a little bit. This will help you if you'll do it. Now, some of you are going to do just what you'll do, and that's like, okay, that was good, but that won't work for me. But for those of you that will, this is a life-changing word today. If you'll grab it and you'll walk it out because God's wanting to take us into a new season. Colossians chapter 2, another favorite verse and passage of mine, 13 and 14. Come on, I want you to read it out loud with me, okay? When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Come on, how many remember when you were bound by your sin? Come on, it owned you, it controlled you, it manipulated you. You acted upon that bondage that was in your life. How many remember that day where you wanted to do right but you kept doing wrong? Come on, anybody with me? All right, he's saying you were dead. You were dead in your sins. You had no ability to change it. But God made you alive with Christ. How? He forgave us all, say all, all of our sins having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He's already taken care of that. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Jesus has done everything needed to be done 
for you to walk out God's ultimate purpose and plan a blessing and favor upon your life. Refusing self-forgiveness is like being both the prisoner and the jailer at the same time. You're in prison because you won't let yourself out. You have the key. You just want to accept the fact that you're worth a second chance. Literally, that's what unforgiveness of self is. You're, you're the prisoner and the jailer at the same time because you have the key. All you got to do is reach around and unlock the door, but you still don't feel like you deserve the right to be free and enjoy life. Jesus wants you to learn how to enjoy life again. We forgot how to do that in society, hadn't we? I mean, Ivan taught us a lot, didn't it? Hurricane Ivan. Remember Ivan, that little storm came through? Shut our city down. And, and we were withdrawals because we had no Wi-Fi, <laughs> no TV, no radio. And, and we, we were having to sit outside and meet neighbors that we didn't like <laughs> and get to know each other. And some of you had neighbors for 20 years and you didn't even know their name until you had a storm. And, and we sit outside under a tent and, and, and we couldn't play video games so we had to get a foosball out and a stick and play out in the front yard and we laughed and, and we learned how to enjoy life without the benefits. You weren't living on where you came from then. You were living on we made it. We're alive. We lost, but we're still here. We lost a lot, but I'm still here. And so we're celebrating in the midst of a crisis. Are you getting where I'm trying to go? And many of you, you're, you're living like, it's, it's God's having to bring a storm to let you see. It's like someone was in my office this morning and I said, never in my day did I ever dream that hearing my grandson laugh would be such a big deal. It should just be norm. But today it's like a major event. He laughed and we're celebrating over that when I never dreamed that that would be something to celebrate over. Can I tell you something today? By you being alive, having breath in your lungs, the mental capacity to think and comprehend today, and receive a simple word from the Word of God today that just wants to tell you, in the midst of your storm, get your tent and hot dog out, my friend, and get ready to have fun and enjoy life again because God's got a plan for you that has not changed. Go home and quit looking at your spouse and condemning yourself and start building that marriage instead of feeling like you've messed it up too bad to fix. Go home and get your finances together and start praying over them, declaring that I'm coming out of this debt. I'm coming out of this bondage. The favor of God's gonna be on me and my household. We're gonna see the freedom of God come into the finances of our home. Begin to pray over your physical body and begin to speak life to those things that have come against you that you made bad choices of addictions that are haunting your body today. Jesus is the healer. He can come and restore what you messed up. I'm telling you today, God's come. And when you learn to forgive yourself, Self, you enter into a place of life. 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 We've all got struggles, my friend. All of us are in this place of conflict. I got a brother dying of a brain disease. I got a grandson, they're saying, is dying of a brain disease. I got a mother having heart attacks in Central Florida. I got a church I'm trying to pastor. That's a lot. But in the middle of that, there's a life that comes every day 
that you can tell. And I have to guard myself of what I'm preaching to you because I'll go home and get in that recliner and shut down sometimes. And, and my wife will look at me and go, still got a wife. I'm like, you really got to do that right now? And she's right. Because you know what? That's exactly where the enemy wants me to be is in a recliner that becomes a pit, that becomes an enclosure, that becomes a death chamber. Today, you got to get out of your pit and go find your palace and know that God's ultimate plan for you has not changed. Come on, will somebody receive that today? Will somebody receive that today? Say, this is my word. This is my day. Forgive yourself. Just put your hand on your heart right now. Just bow your heads across the building. I just challenge some of you right now challenge you God's already forgiven you if you need to ask God right now say Father I just I want you to forgive me Father of any sin any wrong some I know of some I may not just forgive me God just forgive me Father and I want you to ask God right now I want you to say Father I want you to help me forgive myself I want you to do that today. I want you to do that. Father, forgive me. And Dan Livingston, I forgive you. I forgive you of the mistakes you've made. I forgive you of the things you've done wrong. I forgive you. And I'm releasing myself today so I can experience the greatest marriage I've ever had, the greatest blessing financial I've ever lived in, the greatest purpose of God in my life. I'm releasing myself to enjoy the favor and the blessing of God. In Jesus' name. Why, every head's bowed. If you're here right now and you say, Pastor Dan, I'm away from God right now. I'm, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. But today I hear this word of forgiveness and I know that God loves me today. I really feel that. And I'm ready to just come back to him and make change in my life. It starts with him. And I, I need to make that choice today. Pray for me. If that's you right now, would you just slip a hand up right where you sit? And you can put it right back down. God bless you. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not, I just want to pray for you. Wow, hands going up all over this building. You can put it down once you've raised it. Anyone else, maybe on live stream, you're watching us right now, and you need to make that decision with God today. He's not come to beat you up. He's come to hold you. He's come to bring healing to you, forgiveness to you. And if you raise your hand or you did not and you need that forgiveness of God in your life today and you're ready to say, Father, I just want to give it to you first and once I've got it settled with you, then I'm going to release myself. I want you to pray this prayer with me and join us, church. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth that you are Lord and believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. I can be saved. So right now, I come to you. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. And I receive you. I receive you right now in Jesus' name as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Come on, you join me and let's congratulate these that have prayed today. Awesome.